Yeah, Shannon. Word through the grapevine is that you submitted okay. a panel to Oticon. Is this right? Oh, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to count my chickens before they're braid. But uh, did I do it right? No. Okay. Uh, I uh, you know I uh, submit all. I always submit. What do you mean? This I... is a normal year. It's a virus isn't. T- just wrecking itself through the world and so is, is this so you usually do 18 plus panels at like one o'clock in the morning oh. is this is this an 18 plus panel am i gonna need to bring my earmuffs i did submit my 18 plus panel oh. probably gonna make some changes to it oh. if i if i have time the uh, but I submitted a couple. I submitted a couple panels. Otacon's fast approaching us. It's actually getting uh, a little scary. Yeah, uh, it is getting a little scary. Is... <laughs> it's getting super scary considering I don't know where I stand right now with Otacon. Yeah. Well, well, that's even scarier to hear me say that because I thought you were the one who was gung ho. I am gung ho. was like, do or die. You we're going. I'm booking it. You see this black mass on my couch? <laughs> Might want to get that checked. He's still kicking. So well, he's you still know what, kicking. Scott? I'm going to spend just, all the time I can with him. If it's just me and you this year, we're going to fucking party hard. We're going to do it. We're going to party hard. Your That's wife? True. Your, That's is it your true. wife? Girlfriend? Is she your wife or girlfriend? She's your wife, right? Girlfriend. Oh, well. She's not my wife. <laughs> but I'm no. sure she paid you to say that. <laughs> Hold on a second. Y'all can... Oh, if I'm not there, y'all can go to the rave. I would. Oh my God! I'm I mean, raving we it. could go to the rave with when you, you're there or not. I don't know. I'm the. I'm in why the rave. you being there makes me prevent going to the rave. I think. I don't know. Would it be weird going to the rave? Like uh, it's oh a bunch God, of like. I no. went to the rave. It's a bunch of nineteen-year-olds, isn't it? I don't care. I was right up front. I went to the rave and I was drunk up my ass and I danced my face off. Like I had such a good time. Like it was so fun. It's, so yeah, it's I would great. go to the gr- Look, freaking rave. At oh, Otacon, yeah. everybody loves raving. Mm-mm. Mike, you really gotta... Uh, your jokes sometimes. That's where you're... That's where you go. You're, you're not even... Like, you're way too old to even understand what that reference is. And you're throwing that one out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing that one out there. Well, whatever I, happens, Scott, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that... Your panels get approved, especially your 18 plus ones, because I really enjoyed the last one that I went to. Um, The one where I was, God, I was, I was on so little sleep. Oh, were you? There, well, I mean, you played clips. Oh, I was asleep, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh, you You were were pissed off. You were so mad. You were so mad at me that night. <laughs> Ralph's not trying to bring it up. I was just saying I was asleep. Yeah, you were like so mad at me because I wanted to go to the rave and you're like, this is fucking stupid. And you left and I was like, all right, peace out. Both of us drank too much and kind of got out of each other. Oh, yeah. You you had you had vodka, which is not something you you. No, I don't normally drink. drink liquor. Yeah, you don't normally drink that. And so. you had already gotten me bit annoyed at the I bar because you oh my god dancing. you can't I, so I one know. of my biggest pet peeves is like the repetition over and over like of the same like line or sound and i was just like oh my god make her stop yeah we um we really we really went at each other's throats and we like woke up the next day and we kind of were like whatever eh, whatever <laughs> you would never have known yeah, we were just kind of like, whatever. Like, we were pissed off at each other. Two best night. friends oh, well. had a little annoyance with each other. We were both drinking. 
It now we're hung over. <laughs> Wearing the same fucking anime shirts. Yeah. Or the same series. Uh-huh. So the dance was put on hiatus for 2021. Mm-hmm. There's well, no info yet that if it's going to return. So I, maybe you're not going to be able to to dance your heart out. I look wait. forward to the K-pop concert because Alexa is going to be the K-pop show. Mm, I don't the even know who that is. Apple Assistant? Um, no, so Alexa is a K-pop artist. She's half Korean. Amazon Assistant? Oh my god, my brain doesn't work right now. <laughs> and uh, she's half Korean, right? I believe so. Um, She grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. How about that? Yeah. <clears throat> really good. So she's American, so she's like an American pop artist. She's Russian-American father and a South Korean mother. No, she's K-pop. She's on a show right now in the U.S. or was, but she is a K-pop star. Really good music, too. Um, So I look forward to seeing her perform. I wonder if they're going to bring anybody else in. Because she doesn't have a lot of songs, so I would like to see if she uh, is going to have another act with her. But I haven't really looked at the uh, the show. Oh, she's on NBC's American Song Contest. That's what it is. Okay. I, I, um, yeah, I knew she was on something. Interesting. I'll have to check her out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward she's definitely to... like. This is. She has a lot of stuff in Korean, but. Mm-hmm. She does English too. Yeah. Her 2022 song "Tattoo" is really catchy. Is it? Oh, I was gonna say, is it the same one that <clears throat> Ailey sings? No. Okay. No, this is her own song. You know, I'm really. I'm. I'm actually really excited for Otakon this year. I um. I went to a store the other week called Box Lunch, and they have, you know, they carry a lot of, like, cute anime, and basically it's like a nerd store, but it's, like, fashionable, like, they've got really cute clothes, they've got, you know, a bunch of knickknacks and collectibles, and, um, I was wearing a Mob Psycho shirt, and this, one of the the ladies working there was like, oh my gosh, I love your shirt, where'd you get it? And I said, Otakon, and then we just got on this whole tangent about how much me, we miss conventions. And it really, like, talking to her really got me psyched up for it. So <clears throat> I'm I'm really looking forward to it this year. I might not be able to go the full day Friday. Um, I have I have a cosplay planned. I was I have Lisa Lisa from JoJo's oh. Bizarre Adventure. Ooh. And, um... Oh, not just, Lisa from Blackpink? Okay. No, not Lisa from Blackpink. Or Lisa Lisa in the cult jam? No, no. Lisa Lisa from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So, I wanted to do... The other night when I was really drunk on wine, I was exp- yeah. you know, telling my husband... I was telling my husband how I would love to cosplay something from one of my favorite webcomics. Um, but... It's just a matter of actually getting it done. <laughs> oh, I know you should cosplay. Who? Sati Kim, yeah. I'm not fucking cosplaying Sati what? Kim. What? You brought her to life? Yeah, I know, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I've got to do something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So outside of Lisa Lisa, then I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'll find out, though. We'll figure it out. Together. We, all three of us will figure it out. I don't know. I'm a cosplay an overweight weeb and just go try to get pictures of all the young cosplay girls. Like that dude in with I'm gonna walk walk with a cane and an old camera. Ugh. Like that dude at Baltimore convention, if you remember him. 
the guy that we were like, no. should we watch? I think Shannon, you were there. We were like, should we keep an eye on that dude? He kept Probably. trying to. He kept trying to go after like teenage girls that were dressed oh, up in costume. I can costume. only imagine. I can only and imagine. Super creepy. And you, every time he asked them, you could see their faces being like, ugh. Yeah, it's a little, a little bizarre. I'm wondering if like we're gonna experience like even more of that this year because people have been so pent up. Yeah. So. I and they're gonna get weird. Yeah, it's gonna people, get. It's people gonna have get gotten weird. weird. It's gonna get weird. It's gonna get weird. <laughs> but in a way, I'm looking forward to it. There was actually a, um, a I don't know who did it. I don't know if it it ever happened or if it ever came into fruition. But on Twitter, there was uh, I saw somebody was trying to do a Patreon to bring back the Yowie panel or a paddle. Do you remember the Yowie paddle? Yep. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> Yeah, this was a while ago. I don't know. I, I there was a lot. What's of, next? Homestuck memes. <sighs> there was a lot of um, <laughs> backlash towards bringing that back. Well, well, the, the they actually use the 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 hand on a like original as their prototype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Font, same font and all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The old Yowie paddle, which basically. <clears throat> was an excuse for weebs to physically assault one another um yeah mother may i have another old animal house between that and glomping do you remember glomping i remember glomping that glomping i remember glomping oh i used to all that was one of my uh irc chat things uh asterisk glomps asterisks (laughs) oh yeah you gotta you gotta go on the glomps just like when gotta give the virtual glomps. The vir- okay, the virtual glomps are one thing, but when you start seeing it happen in real life at conventions, it's a little awkward. You know, yeah. I was cosplaying. I, feel- I was cosplaying when you as Mana from the J Rock Malice Miser group from a long time ago. <laughs> Show my age. Um, and I had another Mana <clears throat> cosplayer glomp me, and it was just very strange. It was, uh, it was interesting. So I uh, I feel like if you said glomp to like a, a person who's you know like a thirteen year old anime fan, oh they would no in the year twenty twenty two. No, yeah, they'd look like you like you're insane. Yeah, they, no clue. They'd be like, that's that's not chuggy, bro. That's not chuggy. Do the do what? The youth, what does that mean? Do the youth still say that chuggy? I don't know. So, Chugi Sky. It was one of the dumbest words ever, no cap. What is it? It, it I guess it, Chugi means like you're <laughs> out of style or you're out of fashion. Like, oh my god, that's so Chugi. Yeah. Sorry, that's TikTok. what I thought. Is this new say. or old? It was a TikTok thing. Yeah. It's, oh it's a weird term, no cap. Oh my god. Stop saying that. Jesus fucking Christ, Nitro. Do you know what that is, Scott? Yeah, yeah you've explained it to me before. Oh, I, okay. I think it made me mad then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make Scott mad with our. It's funny. One of my coworkers has a daughter in her early twenties, and I was at work, and I said no cap, and he's like, "I fucking hate you. I have to hear that shit all day at home." <laughs> he goes, "You're too old to be saying that." I was like, "But now that I know it bothers you." <laughs> oh, at my part time, I work with an 18 year old, and yeah. she she's so lovely. I I love her to death, but she's lovely. But some of the things she says, I just kind of look at her and I'm like, you 
realize I'm almost 40, right? <laughs> yeah, we've got a 21-year-old uh, that started in our office and sometimes. She's also like, you know how I can like, I can be when I joke and sometimes she gets super pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not being serious. Stop taking me seriously. <laughs> like she got mad at me one day because somebody went out with walking pneumonia. I was like, definitely had COVID. She's like, it's not COVID. And I'm like, oh no, gosh. no, it's definitely COVID. I'm 99.9% .9 sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but that 0.1% is just in case it wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, Scott, don't be choogy. <laughs> yeah. No cap. <laughs> oh i did actually have something i wanted to talk about something exciting so the not this past week but the week before lucifer's ace was actually featured on the recommended series banner on webtoon yay so basically what That's that means awesome. is that whoever opened the app the webtoon app and they went to the canvas series they would see my banner up at the top and within three four days lucifer's ace hit over seventy thousand unique views and the way that webtoon works is if you have over a thousand subscribers which i do i had i i hit like i had like an extra thousand subscribers just from being promoted um, so you have to have over a thousand subscribers and you have to have 40,000 views by the end of the month in order to apply for ad revenue. And I, knock on wood, hopefully get accepted into the ad revenue program. And for each ad that gets watched before an episode that I put up, I get 50% of whatever that ad is. So I'm hoping to start making like a couple dollars. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel you there. When I was doing the Twitch thing, I made about when I was at full blast, I made about a hundred dollars before taxes. A year. Yeah, I mean, even just oh, even just bucks. like that. Yeah, I mean, that's still a hundred bucks. You know, it's a cell phone bill. Yep. And um, you know, so I started my new job, my new full time yesterday, and it's going well so far, but. It would be nice to have that extra income just, you know, from my webcomics that I've been doing for close to three years now. So if I do get that ad revenue, I'm going to need you both to watch the ads and give me money. Oh, shit. Do you have any ad block programs I have got running on my uh, browser? I can't imagine, but <laughs> I mean, come on. It's helping me out. You'll do it, right, Scott? Sure, I have different browsers. I have Adblock Plus, Adblock, UBlock, Origin. Well, you duck, have duck, to select. Go. You have to actually when for the the way the webtoon one works is you actually have to select to view the ad, so it doesn't automatically oh. pop up. You actually have to choose whether or not you want to watch uh, it. Okay. And they can get kind of annoying. They're kind of long, but at the end of the day, I you know if it's out there, if you know one of my friends has it up i will always watch it i will always you know please remind try to... me <laughs> oh trust me i will i gotta get approved first yeah. webtoons uh sensors can be a little strict when it comes to the ad revenue program so hopefully uh i get approved soon and knock on wood i start making just a little bit of money out of it not a whole lot obviously but you know if it can buy me a cup of coffee here and there that'd be great 
you deserve it. I and then it's gonna don't worry, it'll turn into uh you'll turn into a multimillionaire from yeah, okay. from this webtoon thing mm-hmm. very soon. Sure. And you get some get some movie deals. Sure. <laughs> sure. I can always uh I can always dream, can I? One can dream. But that's all I got. Uh, Nitro, you wanna talk about your Venus. Uh oh my Venus. Oh my Venus, buddy. So your Venus, yeah. Oh my Venus. So, um, as I talked about on shows before, I'm watching K dramas with a friend, and after we finished the last one, we started up one called Oh My Venus, a 2015 rom com featuring uh, Soji Sub, a very popular male actor, and Shin Mina, who's also a popular female actress. Uh, they've both been around for a long time. And this show was great. It was uh, great chemistry between the both of them. It basically is about um, Shin Mina's character Kang Jun is um, is known as the Venus of Daegu throughout high school. She's the gorgeous, the popular girl, gorgeous, but she also has a heart to her. She's not like super mean or cruel or anything. But she wants to become a lawyer, and she puts her all into that, um, and ends up gaining weight. So it's not, they have like a, a they put her into like, uh, I guess, a fat suit makeup. Oh no. It's not super, um, super like huge, They but they put some weight on her. Um, the one thing I liked about this, they didn't just go, because Sochi Sub is a trainer slash of course, he turns out to be, like, the rich heir to a conglomerate. Um, but when he meets her, he keeps saving her in different instances. And it turns out she has a thyroid problem. So, to help her lose the weight, it's not about you have to get skinny. It's about you need to get your health or you could die. So, they at least don't play up. They don't come off in the show as fat phobic, is a good way to put it. Um, cause we know shows like this can be really bad with that. Um, I'm sure some people would probably have issues with it. Um, I think it was terrible as somebody who's gained weight like that. Uh, I mean, it happens. <laughs> um, what the hell? But, uh, sorry. Um, but overall it's a super cute rom-com. I like this show a lot because of what, a lot of times they don't jump into the lewd jokes. This show did a good job of making, like, lewd jokes or scenes without being lewd. Like, they would always be, like, an innuendo. the fuck? Sorry. I was trying to figure out what the hell's going on behind me. My dog is scratching at something. Um, but, uh, so it's super funny. It's super cute. 16 episodes that seem to fly by, honestly. We watched it in about three weekends. Um... Usually uh, we have we get through at about five or six, but this time we really were enjoying this show, and it just connected. I I actually highly recommend it, cause even the uh, well, I know Scott hasn't seen any K drama. Uh, Shannon, you've watched K drama before. Uh, I wouldn't say K dramas, more like I don't know. I I like I watched um that kind of horror one. Oh, the uh, All of Us Are Dead. Yeah, 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 that one. So, well, on the rom-com side, you know how there's always, like, an antagonist, though. Oh, yeah, of course. So, the antagonist for the for Shin Mina um, turns out to be a friend of hers from college. 
And they did a really good job of making her the antagonist, but also, as a viewer, having a lot of empathy for her. Because she's still going through her own struggles that they wrap up by the end, and you can't help but root for her and um, the antagonist boyfriend who used to be Shin Mina's boyfriend. Um, they do a really good job of making it not like... She feels like she's getting revenge, and... It turns out it's more she's going after Shinmina's character for um, more trying to cover up her own insecurities that she still has from when she was like super overweight at, in college. Um, so it's done really well. I, I think it's a good watch. Um, and we're about to watch next a classic 80s drama from Japan called Sukuban Deka. Shannon oh, may know that name by the God, uh, yes. anime. But we're watching the live action from 1985. Nice. Oh yep. my gosh. That's awesome. Yep. So we're going to be watching that next starting this Saturday. Um, so I look forward to talking about that. Um, other than that, watch the Korean film called Big Match. I'm just going to sum it up real quickly. It was the Korean version of Crank, except that in this movie, instead of being like hopped up and having to keep his uh, adrenaline going... The guy was stuck in running these little games for rich people's betting and whether he succeeded or failed and he had to keep going to try to save his brother. So he had to keep moving, keep going through these different scenarios. Um, and it featured the main character from uh, Squid Game, the actor from that. So oh, I shouldn't okay. say the main character, the actor from Squid Game. Um, the, one was, with the, a... really chi- the one with the really chiseled jawline? Yeah, I believe that. Ah, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at his jawline, sorry. It featured Boa, though, which was interesting. They tried to make her some grimy, like, getaway slash, uh, or some more, like, gangster package delivery, and she was trying to be this hard-ass. And it worked at times, and other times I was like, she's just not meant for this role. Yeah, it was Lee Jung-jae was the main character, and yeah, he's Song Gi-hoon in Squid Game. I assume that's the guy. Yeah, he's the, that was the main role. So, and the only other thing I have to talk about this week before we get to anime is uh, our new intro was uh, that showed up during the spring preview episode, and you'll hear at the beginning of this, or you heard at the beginning of this. Um, I commissioned a good friend of mine, Strawberry Station, who um, is a future funk artist. If people don't know what that is, Future Funk is kind of like French House meets anime slash Showa Idol slash City Pop. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite music genres. If I remember correctly, he has a website now. I'm trying to see because it was just getting set up. Um, but you can check him out. A quick way to find him is strawberrystation.bandcamp.com. Uh, check out his music, support him. He's gotten a lot of his music on spotify he has a patreon that's what i'm part of and he puts a lot a lot of uh cassette tapes out of his music he's starting his own record label called very good records and their first release comes out this month so i highly recommend checking that out but he did a fantastic job um i know shannon and scott both really enjoyed it yeah it's pretty darn good yeah i think it's a nice change up i know scott liked his original intro but i like this one um, Correction. I never liked that. <laughs> you did it? That was a, it was a placeholder. When I said I was going to get a new intro, you fought me against it. No, I said I was all always for the new intro. Yeah. 
That was always a placeholder. What, you think I just wanted to keep the fucking Outlaw Star theme forever? No, oh, that's what that was? Yes, yeah, it, it definitely was. Oh, well, we got something better now. So, definitely check that out. Um, hopefully, he'll make it into a full-length song at some point. I push, I'm push. i pushing him to do it. And so when that's out, that's I'll right. definitely you put, promote you it. You put that pressure on. Yeah, so check him out. Strawberry Station. Um, good cat. Really good dude. Uh, that's all I good, have to talk about this week. Scott, cat. what did you wow. do this week? I do besides forget I that know. we were recording. I forgot I was going to recording. I don't have anything. Don't worry about me. I prepared nothing. You don't want to tell the big news that we all found out? No, I'm just God damn it. God damn you. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. You, don't, you haven't done anything streaming-wise no or nothing? Nothing worth talking about. Hmm. Nothing I prepared to talk about. No uh, speedruns going on. Well, then let's get into it, because we're like already 30 minutes in. Oh, that's it? We, we gotta go talk another... about anime. We can go another two hours. Like I don't know about you, but I have, to talk to my fa- I have to talk to my mother after we're done this. So. Oh, shit. You better tell her Camacho or well, Mike chop. says hi. Of course. Chop, chop. She's coming up here from Florida um, in a couple of weeks nice. and just kind of hanging out for a couple of days. And then, for Mother's uh, Day? No, just, uh, just to get away for a minute nice. or two. Uh, just kind of hang out with me for a couple of days. So, since my new my new job is fully remote, oh, okay. it's uh, easier, you know, me being home and her being here. It's not like I have to work all day, so it'll be nice. It'll be a nice little visit from me and Madre. Awesome. Yeah. Alright. Shall we get into the anime, Scott? Let's get into the anime. We should have a transition. We should have a transition that goes like anime, 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 anime. Or we're just like anime. And like you do like a warble to it. (laughs) So who picked this? Scott? You did. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess it was me. So. God damn it. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So if people remember. Uh, a while back, I picked Kakushi Goto, a 2020 uh, anime series about a single father named Kakushi Goto that has a secret. He is a top-selling artist of a popular erotic manga. I don't feel like that tells the whole story. He, it's a gag manga. I think that's a better way. An erotic gag manga or more just perverted gag manga gag manga is better uh but his impressionable young daughter Hime can never find out so as she's gotten older he's now bending over backwards to keep her inquisitive little mind from discovering what he does for a living it's a father-daughter tale of love and laughter that's the official description um so yeah we basically have the father uh Goto who um Lost his wife. Uh, I, should we go into full-on full spoilers now or later? Just go into full. Just okay. fucking full-on full spoilers. So we find out later because Scott didn't get this far. So sorry, Scott. You're gonna get spoiled. That Goto. I don't think because I don't think it was talked about how she was lost. Uh, lost his wife at sea. Um, and he is left raising his daughter. He may by himself. Uh, he spends his days. Getting ready in a suit and tie briefcase, leaving the house with his daughter, and he always acts like he is headed to just a regular salary man day job, and 
on the way he changes out and switches to a t-shirt and shorts uh as he enters like a uh it's more like an apartment complex than a business like a business place where he goes to draw his manga was it tights in the wind i think it was called sounds right um that is that his... is typically how manga co work they yeah. rent out like a, a spare apartment yeah. so he's there with his assistants and we kind of go through his daily life of trying to be continue to be a successful mangaka and at the same time keep Hime from finding out uh so most of this show goes with goto more overthinking than he may actually almost finding out most of it's his own mind overworking itself and him thinking that a scenario is going to happen and him freaking out about it uh which as one would expect a lot of times almost leads to her finding out because he's fucking dumbass (laughs) um but uh to go into some of the other side characters because some of them are definitely going to matter. Uh, we've got Ami Kake. Uh, she's one of the assistants. Long, sh- straight black hair. Kind of, she's kind of the dark humor of the group. Uh, we've got Aigo Shiji and Kakara Keshi. I'll be honest, those two guys felt really filler characters. And Rasuna Sumita, I felt, had the biggest role of his assistants. Um, she tends to be the more straight-headed, calm and collected person in the group, for the most part. And we have Satsuki Tomaruin, his editor, who I think is the star of the show. I don't know if anybody else is going to agree with me on that. I am surprised you remember their names, because I do not remember oh, a I'm single on the page. one. Oh, I do not remember a single <laughs> well, one of I their names. I remember some of their names. I don't remember their full names, but I knew Tomaruin, because uh, he was freaking hilarious every time he showed up. So during the course of the show, this isn't a show that I'm really going to break down episode by episode because it's just a gag show for the most part with some heartwarming moments. Um, So it's hard to talk in episode format. There's a story, but it doesn't fully... I don't know. Early on, some of the episodes don't mesh as well together. Um, But Tomaruin is basically like uh, Goto's new editor because Goto just kind of like cycles through editors because he's hard to deal with because of all the craziness that he brings with him. Um, and Tamarine is kind of an idiot and super cocky and he thinks he's smarter than he is. So it leads to these super funny things where, um, Tamarine thinks he's doing something genius and it screws over Goto in some way and almost has he may find out, uh, I don't know how we want to break down these episodes, or at least, like, arcs. I feel like the first few episodes are kind of breaking down, getting us used to the characters. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one to talk about. I hate this. Scott, you got any thoughts before while I try to gather this? I should have... I meant to write notes down, but my dog wasn't eating this weekend, so I didn't have time to really sit down and get <laughs> stuff together. <sighs> um, so... Yeah, so uh, Kagoshi Goto is, you know, it, it the structure is very much like a gag manga, but there is a somewhat of a progression in the story, and it's um, it's mostly about the kind of both uh, both Gato growing as a father and Hime kind of gaining uh, gaining independence and. Um, 
you know, kind of asking for more responsibility and and being um, being more of a of an independent person. So it's so it's both about how Gato wants to be a better father, but also how his role as a father is ultimately diminishing. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the theme as it rolls throughout the the whole the whole show. There is. Um, I do regret not finishing it. Uh, that was that was my fault. The worst. So, yeah. So 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 interrupt me if I if I say anything wrong. But there, I think that um, there is this kind of there's a couple rolling gags um, that are never really answered. Like it's implied that Gato is extremely well off, but we never really know how well off he is. Um, uh, that's answered, and it's not as well off as you think. Okay. Because um, he does like he's able to afford so, like a, a, a nanny for end. a couple hours a day and yeah so a lot of that's help from his ex-wife's father mm. um but the thing is we find out he ended up having to sell the house uh not the old one but the new one because I'll get into that in a second but because he's kind of been spending a lot of his money to find that wife that was lost at sea through all these years. Thinking that oh, she's Jesus still Christ. alive. Yeah, that that happened like the last couple of episodes. Yeah. So. Because you find out that he's in a basically been in a coma in the last couple episodes when everything kind of comes through. But that's one of the things. So, this whole show is kind of it's mostly set in the past, and then the beginning of end of the episode. Sometimes they'll have like, um, scenes that are kind of in the present day of Hime learning more about her dad. And yeah, so that, yeah, that's that, there's a fra- it's a framing yeah. kind of a framing device where uh, before Hime's mother died or or yeah. disappeared or that she had already prepared these bunch of a bunch of boxes, which frankly, when I when I saw that she prepared all these boxes and each box is labeled with the age that Hime yeah. has to be at when she she opens it, I mean I. It makes more sense to me that she would have died of, you know, like anime wasting disease or something like yeah. that. But I guess that's not the case. But that's what I was expecting. Um, and then the framing device has uh, Hime finding Gato's old home, the one that the, she, he lived in with his wife, and discovering yeah. a, a set of new boxes that Gato prepared for her as, yeah. as she goes from like her late teens into uh young adulthood it's super interesting because in the final episodes they start making you think or at least at the towards the end of the series as she's starting to talk more and like she starts talking about her father in the past tense you start thinking that she lost him as well i yeah i thought that he died (laughs) i was like oh my god the dude died and then come to find out he was just in a fucking coma because (laughs) a bunch of manga fell oh ironically (laughs) he got crushed by a a shit ton of manga but it was fucking hilarious i was like are you kidding me right now this is so just i was like they couldn't think of anything else the dude was literally crushed by manga i get yeah. they were trying to i get it was a, supposed to be a metaphor yeah but it was just it was a little wild for me i actually really I, I laughed pretty hard at that yeah so a lot of like a lot of the early stuff is set up but there's one thing that always bugged me about the early episodes there's like i think it's episode two maybe three where all of a sudden 
There's like a little harem that gets built up and then is never really touched upon again. Yeah, that was him. a little strange. It never came, like, it came back, like, they would show up here and there, but it was never really discussed after that point. It was like, so what was the point of this? You wanted to say that he was kind yeah. of this dude who would say things that could be completely misleading, but then the only person he ever did that with afterwards was mostly the teacher and the one high school girl. Um, Awkward. Yeah, but... I think overall for favorite episodes came with, like I said, the editor, like when they went to that um, fancy party at a rival publisher. I think I spent that entire episode dying at that fucking editor, <laughs> just being a fucking moron the whole time. Um, I wish I could. The problem with this show is I wish I could remember specific jokes and I can't remember every specific joke. I remember a specific joke that actually made me LOL. So do you remember? I can't remember what episode it is, but there was an episode where Goto was going to basically be a judge for, yes, I guess, amateur manga submissions. And like he got a shit ton of boxes, like cardboard boxes delivered oh to his God, house. Oh my God, that was hilarious. And each box only had one entry. And he was like, what the hell is this? Amazon? That actually... Yeah, that <laughs> shit was funny. That actually made me chuckle Scott, a little bit. you should have seen that episode. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah. I, I did also... I also liked where he um, he went to go uh, sign autographs. And, uh, I, you know, his he set his daughter up oh. at this, uh, this camp. I, it was like a day camp for kids where they try out different uh, adult jobs. Yeah. And... Um, He's sitting there signing it, and his daughter's finished and looking for him, and the wall flows over, and he's fully fully exposed, signing autographs as a manga artist, and one of his, his assistants pushes him out of the way and says, it's, nope, it's my turn, I'm going to try out being a manga artist yeah. now. But then she then just didn't even recognize that, that the schlubby manga artist guy was her father. Yeah, she's like, oh, she didn't even notice you. Yeah, she didn't even notice it was him because he he wasn't wearing a suit and he was wasn't in his dad mode. He was in his 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 jerk ass right. manga cut. And I, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of the like quirky insights to like, oh my god, this is you know, manga. This happens to manga artists, and you know, just a lot of like the little fun um, yeah. quirks about that kind of lifestyle. Uh, just because uh, some of the some of the jokes is kind of something you know they're they're jokes that I have read about what it's like actually being a manga artist in Japan and being you know a serialized shonen jump manga artist and you just, it, it's just like little things like that that I thought were really interesting. Yeah, yeah, just just the idea that the that his assistants aren't debuting and so that's preventing him from getting more assistance. So then he says he he has to he has to force his assistants to debut as soon as he gets more assistance. Yeah. Oh, one of <laughs> Wait the a things minute. early on I liked was uh, when um, Goto was trying to figure out if his daughter was either simple or just being like respectful to him. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if she's just simple because <laughs> she just always kind of goes with the flow. She never causes problems. So he's like, I don't know if she's just being respectful of the situation or if she's just kind of slow <laughs> and that kind of made me laugh because we see it most of the time she just doesn't want to cause problems for her dad who's going through all this stuff for her um she's like super smart um 
And I don't know if y'all noticed this when they got the dog that there's an actual voice actor just saying arf. Did y'all <laughs> notice that? that I, did, was... I did not I know, notice that. The dog just goes arf, arf, arf. <laughs> I was fucking dying. Because it would be like arf, arf. <laughs> I was like, please make it stop. Dogs yeah, don't go arf. I was like, oh, it's so well done with that. It was some of those small things, or like when uh, the editor shows up and he's like infatuated with the housekeeper and oh, yeah, she's doing was... fortune telling, and they're like, there's cute. a spirit! Oh, it has no aura. <laughs> they're just sitting there. Just the, those little jokes that just happen. Um, they didn't always hit, but they did a good job. Um, I think this was one that did uh, Scott. Did you see the one with uh, them going to the, um, like that hotel? The Christmas party? Yeah. No, the hotel. Yeah. Where they all were in bathrobes. As the bathrobe party. Dude, the bathrobe party was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just saw that. Because basically, my favorite character, Rasuna, is basically like, oh, I'm the only one here. She comes out in the uh, bathrobe, and then all of a sudden, everybody keeps showing up, and they're all rocking bathrobes. He's like, what the hell is going on? Okay, so how old are his his assistants? Because the thing that really threw me off about this anime is that the animation Mm -hmm. sometimes made them seem really, really young, and sometimes they had no fucking noses. So I was like, how old are these assistants supposed to be? I assume the one with, like, black hair that had her little top knot thing was in her early 20s. Rasuna seemed like she was late 20s, if not 30s, because she said she had to go back to school and stuff later in the show. I don't know her exact age, but she seemed to be, um, I would say, closer to the Goto Goto's age than the other assistants. She didn't seem super young. But, but assistants can be young, as young as 18, yeah, yeah, if they don't go Rasuna to school. Rasuna didn't come off that way. No, she was definitely older, and she has she had been a, his assistant for a couple yeah. of years. Because we see she becomes a successful mangaka at the end of the show. Um, but uh, trying to think of the other thing I wanted to discuss. Oh, the hot springs was great. I don't know if Scott made it to that point, though. No, that would have been episode 10. You didn't make it there, right? I guess I did not. Because there's, there's a moment there where you want to, you think the normal, like, trope is going to happen. Where he has Ami and uh, Rasuna trying to watch over Hime in the bath because he's worried about people peeking. And Hime finishes up before they can go in to watch her. And the two girls go in, and Goto goes in on the male side, and you hear them say you're not even going to try to peek and he said something like no and they're like but we're ready for you like they were ready to beat him up <laughs> or throw something at him <laughs> like because you know they always throw those uh what are those wash bins or whatever those like wooden little buckets i i just thought that was funny as like playing on the tropes like we're ready for you so but for me a lot of this show was about the wanting to find out those end scenes i don't know how y'all thought about well, them because they started well mm-hmm. well yeah let's let's i do want to go into that mm-hmm. because early on i did i did make a note like that the the tone of this show was awfully uneven yeah because it wants to be a gag show and as you have already revealed to my surprise even even though i got i was three episodes away from the end like the fact that like he's searching for his wife lost at sea is both 
like bonkers and like oh yeah i guess that makes sense so it's funny so literally anything could happen yeah. in, in his wife this lost at sea so well let's let's go through the thing so you, the whole show starts off with her like finding that room and then it goes into like the past yeah. um and throughout the show we find out it goes through her exploring the house and very short for the most part like two minute segments and you realize that the house that they're living in in the past was built the exact same as the house that she's going to and searching through now um and it's not till like the last two episodes where we really start seeing her going through the room or and the uh, final story so the present really doesn't um take off until that point and in fact i think it's mostly all done in episode 12 and basically we find out that goto's career has completely fizzled out because people found out that he had been spending all this money and going broke on finding his wife and all of a sudden his readers and fans were like i can't laugh at this anymore how can he uh how can he write a gog- gag manga while he's still searching for his lost wife and all this? And to me, out of everything in the show, that felt the most real. Because you see that all the time with artists where people don't think about the escapism that you need when you're going through times like that. And for him, that was the manga. But you had all these fans saying that we they were done and it just fell apart. Um and that's when he started taking manual labor and he ended up on this ship as a forklift driver moving these manga and they all fell on him and knocked him out cold and put him in a one year long coma um so the last episode is mostly he may find out her dad wakes up he has amnesia and only remembers stuff from when she was 10 and before 10 and earlier he starts drawing manga in the hospital the funny part to this is he starts drawing the exact same panels that he would have been drawing at that time where his memories had stopped. Which I think was like seven years ago, or seven years prior. Yeah, which is why I I just laugh because they're like, wait, this is the same stuff we've already done. (laughs) And so all his old assistants that have moved on now are trying to help him out in the room because they're trying to keep Hime from breaking because her dad doesn't know who she is at 18 um and her dad keeps thinking he needs to get home to hime who is still 10 um and while they're trying to help him learn all of a sudden hime comes up with an idea and she rushes home and grabs all his manga gets everything from that house and brings it back for him to read it's basically all the ideas he would have had and it pushes his mind to remember the present and realize where he's at um and while it's funny, because there's a lot of humor in that, I found myself also, like, super in the feels. Um, especially when he first said, who are you, to Hime, and she was struggling. I was like, I was like, oh, crying and shit. Not ugly crying, it wasn't that that heart-wrenching, but it was still pretty sad. Um, and that's kind of how it ends. She uses that as her plan, and you come to find out that Hime is a successful artist. And she now has a secret of her own at the end. She is drawing her own manga and doesn't want her dad to know. Um, but it's not its not a perverted gog. 
Isn't that cute? Isn't that yeah. sweet? It's more I like could have a... told you I fucking saw that coming from a mile yeah. away. What's it called? <laughs> What's that style? Not sh shown in the other one. Uh, shoujo? shoujo? Yeah. She's drawing basically like shoujo style. But yeah. It it was super cute. It had a good ending. It never wraps up like if he ever remarries or finds the wife. He should have ended up with R Rasuna. That's all I'm saying. If he's not going to find the wife, he should have ended up with the best girl. It's just such a weird just dynamic that yeah it's mostly a fun gag show yeah. and then all of you know and then there's just a sadness yeah throughout i'm gonna be honest um i enjoyed the anime i kind of think reading the manga i would enjoy more because i think the uh i feel like the gags are gonna hit better in like a sh short format than sometimes they felt a little dragged out here and there um because i read the first volume and i really liked it and I think I liked that first volume of the manga a lot to the point where I was expecting this to be funnier. Um, and I'd like to go to the manga to see how much is added. Like, how much it expands upon things. Because, I mean, this had 12 episodes. It's, I mean, you're doing all this in 12 episodes. It's hard to push in all the comedy and gag part and at the same time hit the emotion throughout 12 episodes of the single father raising the daughter and what comes as she gets older so, it made me more want to go read the manga than anything because I, I definitely would like to see it expanded on but yeah and and certainly like a a quick gag show like this works better in the like yeah. print like some jokes are just made to be seen on the page yeah. and the character design is great because it nails the actual character design from the manga like to a t well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a very unique style that, like, if you yeah. see his artwork, you immediately know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the same person who did uh, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I recognize his character design work more from the Eccentric Family. Oh, okay. Uh, which, yeah, he did the character designs there. It's a good show that you'll never watch, Nitro. I don't even know if I've heard of it. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You said Spy X family? No. <laughs> I think uh, we'll give our we'll give our updates on uh on how we're doing in these se this season shows next week, but uh we have of course a new pick for our continued we anime do. reviews. Shannon. What Scott, is your pick? Scott, you inspired me with your last um Ghibli choice and i know this is probably an affront to all those in the anime community who call themselves old school anime fans but there is one miyazaki movie that i have not seen that i feel like is an absolute necessity and that is our pick my neighbor totoro <laughs> I love, that's my favorite miyazaki yeah. So I I have never seen it. I know I know about it, right? But it's something that I've actually never sat down and watched. So I'm excited to actually finally give this one a shot because it was either between this one or the new movie that came out, the the new movie Bell. Um, I think it came out what just within the last year. It and, is not yet um, on. Yeah, it's not like it actually doesn't have a home video release yet, so um, that would be a tricky one. Well, it doesn't. My neighbor Tutorial, it is. Bell's not out yet. Bell is not out yet. 
Oh, interesting. Mm, okay. Which was why I have not talked about it on the show yet. Oh. Wink. But it is not. It is not. Uh, has not been released on home video yet. Oh, okay. So well, should be which out is this surprising month, because it was. Which is surprising because it was a two, 2021 movie, and I thought it was out anyway. My neighbor Totoro yeah. is what we're going to be watching. Nice. Sweet. The greatest Miyazaki film ever made. We shall see. Totoro's so, the best. That is my. That is my pick for our next. Our next review. Perfect. Uh, hey, Damn, I'm looking at Bell, and I'm sorry. I mean, to interrupt you. I was just looking at no, Bell, and wasn't expecting that to be a G Kids film with mature themes, physical abuse, and domestic abuse. It's it's a gorgeous film. It's got it's got great themes. Uh, I'll talk about it when it's uh, officially out legally in the United States. But <laughs> um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Summer Wars guy. Oh, uh... Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah, Mamoru Hosoda. I've never seen any of his movies. You've never seen a Mamoru Hosoda movie? You've never seen The Girl Who Left Her Time? Nope. I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen Summer Wars. haven't seen Wolf Children. haven't seen Boy and the Beast. (laughs) Summer Wars is a legitimate, like, masterpiece. I was going to say, I've never seen that either. I like... Girl, hold up big time. That might, I might make that my pick one at one point. Uh, anyway, I've been Scott Spaziani from Otaku Interview. You can find me otakuinterview.com. Uh, you can read some old anime reviews. Jesus Christ. Uh, you can find me over at t- for for the time being twitter.com slash Scott Spaziani. And uh, you can uh, watch me play video games, running through the classic Sonic games over at twitch.tv slash Gundam Pilot Spaz. Gotta go fast. Nitro. Uh, you can find me at all the socials. G N I T R O, including a new one now. Um, so with uh, recent things going on with uh, Twitter, I have also been using a. Uh, another social media site uh mastodon uh you can find me there is at g nitro at mastodon dot social uh so that's a new one um you can check out g nitro.com where i just posted my uh best of april um, which features great music by jesse and now Sai has made his return as well with a great new song um if you're interested check out my discord you can check out most of my playlists for K-pop stuff that are monthly or even top 100 early, I post it there. And uh, you can come talk about other things like anime, games, and movies. Uh, and finally, thanks once again to Strawberry Station for the intro. And you can find me at Perfect Serenade on Twitter. You can also read my webcomics, Lucifer's Ace on webtoon and tapas and i also have another one that i haven't updated in a while called i was a retired magical girl but i will be getting to that update sometime soon hopefully i hope (laughs) don't let it die again i'm not i promise i won't (laughs) i promise and that's it i love the new art of it thanks that's it that's all we got